Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about funky hair, boat rides, and we have part one of our interview with Andrew Small from the Busketeers Choir. Good insert time, time here. here. I am joined by a girl who is wearing a 90s Rover style hat and a girl who is wearing pink pink style hair it's uh charlotte and sophie and sophie and charlotte how are you guys i think you should clarify which one of us is wearing the hat and which one of us had the hair sophie's wearing the hat charlotte's got the pink hair i can't dye my hair because i'm nine no yeah we'll we'll definitely wait until your uh your mum's listening so i better be uh i better be careful here we'll definitely wait until you're um 10 um uh, it should be like 16 16 (laughs) Because, like, she'll get in trouble if she has dyed hair at school oh, yeah, before you, that. Are you allowed dyed hair at college? Yeah. No big deal. No. There's loads of people in, yeah. in dyed hair. Yeah. What's the funkiest dyed hair colour you've seen? Uh, I once saw a girl and she had long hair. Um, and once... <laughs> Whoa! Oh, well done. Oh, well, 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 um, and Did you see a boy with short hair as well? Ha, 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 ha. Very funny. Um, <laughs> and it was split down the middle 50-50 and one side was completely black and the other side was completely this bright pink colour. Oh, uh, you know what I thought you were going to say? Cruella Deville's style. One side was completely black yeah. and one side... Like Sophie's hat. One well, side was completely black, one side was completely white. Well, the colour white. did start coming out of it, but it didn't go white. It went, like, bleached yellow, which isn't a very, like, nice colour. No, 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 no. Nice. 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 I, I, can I just say, it's Father's Day today because we're recording this a bit in advance. And, and let me word. just let me just read this uh, let me just read this WhatsApp message I got from you earlier on. Um, just uh, just <laughs> it's Father's Day, right? So I'm expecting a sort of declaration of love or something like that. Um, no exclamation, no comment. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> I've put an exclamation mark. Thanks, Charlotte. We we're on our way back to the bu- from the boatyard because we were out on a boat yesterday. Big up to Henry for letting us on his boat to collect the car. So we should be back in about an hour. Just one word. Nice. 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 It wasn't nice. It was nice. 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 Like tight, but nice. Nice. Tight. Nice. And yeah, on that note, can I just say a. a, a, ma- <laughs> a massive thank you to um, Mr. Henry Tapper, uh, who's got a boat um, uh, on the Thames on the other side in West, uh, in the west of the river, who allowed us very kindly to sail up and down the river on his boat yesterday. I drove. You did try. You drove for ages, didn't you? How did you find driving the boat? Good. You enjoyed it, did you? I had a little go as well. Um, but the, when I was driving, there was a um, a boat coming the other way, which I think they'd rented, um, and they'd had a few beers or two. I mean, there was. I don't think there's rules against um, uh, being in charge of a boat whilst inebriated. So, um, yeah, it was a bit wobbly. It was a bit like all over. But There was blokes drinking on the train the other day. Friday. Were they right? Were they driving the train? Because that no. would have been a worry. No, but they'd taken up one of those big, like, four-person compartments, and the entire table was full of beers. It was like, oh, yeah. public transportation. I, I think having a beer on, you know. Yeah, it, but like enough to take up an entire table. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird one. 
I, I mean, I, I'm not keen on people having a beer on the tube. <laughs> Um, because you're probably only going to have an hour's journey, and why are you drinking on the tube? Yeah. If you're if you're having like a lad stay out, and you've got a four hour train journey, I, I think having it a drink is fine. C two C, I guess. C two C doesn't go that far, does it? What way were they heading? Into um, London. So yeah, I was heading in towards London because I had to get the district line. No, I went to Upminster. Um, it was a train going directly to Upminster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're off to Upminster, lads. You have a beer <laughs> while we wait. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat. But can we just talk about quickly talk about the question of the podcast? Because this question of the podcast is um, uh, in. I don't know why I'm slapping my hand with the back of my hand. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, nice round of applause for the question of the podcast. This question of the podcast is inspired by the legend, the rave-hatted legend that is Sophie Dames. And um, it it was inspired by her getting involved in last week's podcast and just turning around around and going, what about food? Sausage, I know, chips and chocolate, didn't you? No, chips. Chips in a cone with a flake. flake. Chips in a cone with a flake. It would be... uh, uh, of food that she that, that she'd go for, um, but that makes me think about weird food combinations. So, what weird food combination do you think just works? You know, what weird food combination would you actually have? What What would your one be, Charlotte? Uh, I put salsa in a sandwich once. Salsa in a sandwich with nothing else. No, no, no. It was I toasted the bread and I put some ham in it and I put some salsa in it. I. What was it like? It was okay. It was decent. Decent. Now, my better sandwich, without shadow of a doubt, it's not one I have too often. Banana sandwich. Banana sandwich is amazing. Oh, yeah, like, um, not toasted, though. No. Just a bit of bread. Uh, no. Chopped banana. Maybe a bit of PB&J. No, but then, you, then you've got the issue of it's all flopping about on the plate. You might as well, you might as well have jelly. There's no time for it to flop about. It's in my mouth before <laughs> that happens. God, why am I letting it flop about? What are you doing eating a sandwich where it's got time to flop about? You need to get that sandwich down your gullet, mate. Don't worry about flopping I'm sorry, about. I'm sorry that I want to savour my food. <laughs> It's a banana sandwich. It's not a like Michelin star restaurant. It doesn't it's have not to be. Last <laughs> <laughs> right, are you? What are you going? Are you going no. saving your food or flopping in your mouth? Bit of both. Bit of both. Bit of both. Bit of both. No, like the last bit. Ah, <laughs> uh, the last bit. The but last then, bit. but then the last bit of the sandwich, you've probably got like, you know. It's just a corner. Yeah, just exactly. There's not enough space to flop, to flop your banana. <laughs> oh, this has gone wrong again. Um, just flopping your banana. Um, no, 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 no. The context is... Stop flapping your banana. Sandwich. <laughs> your banana sandwich. You need to add... Remember to add the sandwich bit. No, that sounds worse. It does. Stop flopping your banana. Sandwich. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I'll tell you what I have the other day that surprisingly uh, worked really well um i i um don't mind doing a bit of experimentation with my porridge of, of a morning right guess what did i tried you put salt in it? No, i didn't put salt in it i didn't i didn't go savory but listen to this the future of porridge lemon curd amazing Been there, done that. Been there, done that. but have you ever tried past is past <laughs> 
If you're gonna say lemon curd and peanut butter, yes, I have. No. I have. Have you ever tried marmalade porridge? Yes. Yes. Oh. You're not revolutionary, right? Oh. Any any jam I could find, it goes in. Have you ever tried a banana sandwich in a marmalade porridge? No. no ah, see, <laughs> see, see. Why is it disgusting? Sorry. The woman who said, oh, you me. "Sorry, the woman, the woman who said, I'm going to put a flake in chips, <laughs> is having a go at my I food choices." I don't know what is going on. No, and but it, if you put the banana sandwich on top of your porridge and you put it in the microwave, the bread is going to no, melt. The banana sorry, is going to go into the oven. Sorry, no, 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 no. You, right? This is the technique: porridge in the with a bit of milk. Put that in the microwave. Then you put the marmalade in, stir it about, and then you put your banana sandwich on top. You might as well put the porridge in the bloody sandwich. Aha, uh-huh, porridge sandwich. Good idea. Good move. Good, good move. We'll do that. Okay, well, if, if you want to make a porridge sandwich, you've got to make the porridge stodgy so that it holds shape. Okay, stodgy porridge sandwich is where we're going to go for the future. But what we'd like to do, dear listeners, is hear about your weird... Um, what about me? Oh, go on, what are you going for? I don't really like weird combinations. This is the woman, this, this, this is the girl uh, who no, said... No, but like, you know, like, I like, like, chips in a milkshake. OK, that's... Chips that's in a McDonald's milk. Right. McDonald's chips in a milkshake. But Billy, mm. my friend, he, he, he loves salad cream with anything. So what's the weirdest thing he's put salad cream on? He puts salad cream in a sandwich, mm. like a cheese sandwich. Uh, so, may I remind no, you that you used to lick ketchup off the plate. You used to prefer eating the ketchup over the actual meal but itself. But you know what? Salad cream in a sandwich, I think, is fine. If no. you if you've got a bit, let's say you've got like ham or cheese or ham and cheese, and then a bit of salad. Ham and cheese, bit bland. Put a bit of salad dressing on. Well, I don't think no, that's a big no, deal. But like, if some of the salad cream spills, it gets the cocktail sausage and it dips it in. Yeah. It now, the now, now, now. I don't think that's quite. Now there's. No, what? Look, it's all personal preference. I'll tell you what one I find weird. The one where people dip their food into either water or tea. Have you ever seen that? I've been in a restaurant where somebody's taken a slice of bread and dipped it in their water. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. Well, I. I well, like, when I was like. Five, six, you know, I used to have a glass of milk with my sandwich. I used to dip my sandwich in the milk and eat it. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay. All right, but that's peanut butter. On that note, before I... We can excuse anything with peanut butter. On that note, before I need to disown both of my daughters, um, I... I, uh, (laughs) I, I think we should move on for the the rest of the show. Oh, I'll be tatted at. Okay, moving on. So on this episode of The Kindness Project, our interview is with Mr. Andrew Small. Now, Mr. Andrew Small is somebody who got introduced to me um, uh, by a lady I know who said, you need to really go and have a chat with this guy because he runs this amazing choir. And this choir is called The Buscuteers. It started um, just before lockdown um, uh, and was in a position where... They um, suddenly um, found themselves 
in lockdown, um, trying to create music, make music, um, and they've created some amazing YouTube um, videos of the choir singing, all virtually, yeah. uh, with Andrew as the choir master putting it all together and editing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and they have raised tens of thousands of pounds for charity. Nice. Um, based on the work they do. So let's hear from Andrew and um, share his story. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for joining us on The Kindness Project. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, good. I'm impressed by your amazing guitar collection. Um, yeah, that's just, that's just half of them. <laughs> How long have you been into sort of music? Has it been a lifelong journey for you? It has been a lifelong journey, pretty much. I, I think I started my guitar lessons when I was eight. Um, and it was, it was uh, my mum says it was because um, I, wanted, I wanted to get girlfriend. <laughs> so, so that was what my incentive for learning guitar. But yeah, that was when I was eight. So it's been a good 20, 25 years uh, of, of playing guitar. So um, yeah, it's been a long time. So, so before we start talking about the Basketeers Choir, just tell us a little bit about you. About me? Uh, well, my name is Andrew Small. I'm 33. I, um, I grew up in Essex in, in a small town called Southwood and Ferris, um, where I went to school and secondary school. And, uh, and then my education was, was, uh, was uh, well, let's just say I wasn't the best behaved child the at school. That you're, the fact um, that you were trying to find the right words, but calm, is, yeah. is an indication, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't go as planned. Let's just say it didn't go as planned. So I. So I. Do you think that, like, sort of, because I, I, we said just for the podcast uh, about kids. um, I've got one child who's really academic, um, Charlotte, who's who's the older one. Sophie's a bit more creative. Um, Do you think like that academic? sort of educational culture for creative kids is a bit tougher um i i I definitely i definitely um i yes i definitely think there is like a it's it's but so i can only speak on behalf of myself but yes i i am not i i'm not academic but i'm not um i'm not incapable I'm just I just don't learn in the same in the same way. Style. So for example, yeah. yeah, if you were to sit a big thick textbook in front of me, I mean I wouldn't get past page three page three or page four. It would just it just doesn't interest me. Um but um if I was perhaps doing it, whatever the textbook was saying, if I was if I was doing it step by get step, involved. I would I would be it would be fine. Yeah, so, it's yeah. learning through play, isn't it? That's the like, like learning through yes. doing. Yeah, practical learning. So, yeah, um, so academically, yes. um, academic academia definitely wasn't for you. Um, talk to me about how you got involved with music. You you were telling me you had guitar lessons quite early. Was that the start? That was the start. Yeah, I started um, my guitar lessons when I was about eight, and my mum used to used to drive me everywhere to my all to my guitar lessons because largely it was one of the only things I was actually interested in and good at. So you know, it was a bit like let's put these eggs in this basket here. Yeah. You know, let's get him to keep him interested in something. So, <laughs> right, this, so uh, we're going so, yeah. all in. 
<laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, it was all or nothing, really. So, um, so yeah, she, uh, so she used to drive me to these these guitar lessons all the time, and um, and, and and yes, and my dad, my dad was a guitar player. He, um, he uh, and so he wasn't like a like a professional, but he 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 did enjoy, you know, and he had an acoustic guitar in his study, and and every 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 now and then you'd hear him sort of having a little strum and and uh, jamming in his office and. And um, so yeah, and um, and we were we were a big sort of I don't know. We, my mum and dad used to really love music, and well, they still do really love music. And uh, I remember in the car, we would always be listening to George Michael, the Beatles, or or Paul McCartney's solo albums. And and so uh, yeah, we I just yeah got really into it, and um, and then so I you, you know, I did. Oh, sorry. Say that again, sorry. Oh, I got really into. Um, I got really into I, 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 it. And, so, I think there's a delay. I can't, I can't there, get you. There's clearly a bit of a delay. I'm going to shut up and let you just tell the story. That's what okay. I'm going to do. All right. Um, well, like, yeah. So anyway, so I got really into into the music, and I did I did my GCSE music, or I chose to do it in because it was an option, and and then um, <clears throat> yeah, my GCSE results were let's just say below average. So I um, I then picked up vocational courses in music, and. Um, and I did eventually get to university in the end, but I just uh, I was a bit of a late bloomer, just a couple of years behind everybody. And um, and then yeah, and then after after my degree, I got headhunted by this sort of professional top UK function band, and and that was it. I was a I was I was a musician for a job. Amazing, and 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 that's just gone from strength to strength, and and sort of has, has moved forward from there. I mean. Pre-COVID, did, did that involve a decent amount of travel? Were you yes. sort of traveling? Yeah. Yeah, I was traveling every weekend. So it was it was it was nice because I I um <clears throat> I'd always wanted to be a musician, of course. And then so what I managed to do was I, I managed to find a job where I was teaching choirs in the week, Monday to Thursday, and then and then I was touring the UK mostly at weekends um yeah. all, all over the country and, and all over the world i've been to you know lanzarote and america and uh iceland and uh cyprus and lots of different places where i've i've been able yeah. to so that music. doubling down and that doubling down and putting all your eggs in in in, in the music basket paid off <laughs> it was a, it was a, probably the best investment my parents ever made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So talk to me about your. We'll talk. We'll talk about the choir in a minute. Talk to me about your own musical taste. So, so what do you like to listen to? Well, I. It depends. I get this question all the time. So it's like, um, for me, music is a li- is a little bit like food. So asking, you know, asking me what I, what I was my favourite, it kind of differs no. day by day, week by week, you know, it's like, depends what you're in the mood for. So, um, but, but yes, largely I find myself returning to um, the, like the old stuff. Like I just, um, I love Queen, I love the Beatles, I love anything with, with sort of some energy and some harmony and, um, you know, a catchy melody. I really like a guitar, a guitar player called John Mayer. Yeah. And uh, I've been really big on him since I was a teenager. His playing style, I love Prince. Um, yeah, I just so yeah, and I love and I love gospel. And I've been listening to the Kingdom Choir for the last week. Um, uh, yeah. I've been listening but, to but some think, funky stuff. I think you're right. Like mu- music, you know, like sort of music is such a broad, you know, sort of. Uh, 
palette that you've got to like taste other stuff, haven't you? To I've got I've got this I've got this habit that I've been doing over the last few years on Spotify. I um I I, I always I always create a new Spotify playlist for the year, right? And uh, what the one rule is, it's not I'm not allowed to have more than one song per artist, um, and I can't have had one from the previous years on the new playlist. I'm always listening to new new music, and it's it's a really it's a it's a weird hodgepodge of um, really cheesy, um, some like Stone Cold classics. I always had the Beatles on there, um, uh, and 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 the Stones, funny enough. But yeah. yeah, just like sort of doing it, then just broadens your horizons. There's no one particular taste. <laughs> I'm not a big heavy metal fan, but uh, apart from that, it's... Uh, yeah, it's well, you're, miss- you're missing out. You're missing out on some heavy metal. Am I? Right. So that's oh, interesting. What, am I, what, what should I be listening to heavy metal-wise? What's the, like, gateway into heavy metal? Oh, well, it depends. So, oh, that's, again, it's such a hard question to get to... to oh, the gateway to heavy metal. It depends on what... It depends on what type of, uh, it depends on how heavy you want to go, I suppose. So you could go, you know, when I was a kid, for example, um, you know, there used to be, well, we used to listen to Slipknot a lot. We used to listen to Korn a lot. There was a lot of these sort of grunge bands that we were, we were really into. Um, There isn't really a, I suppose, I suppose a, a starting point for you would be to check out a band called Extreme. And no one, not many people, uh, so, so people know extreme for the song more than words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That more yeah, than words yeah. before, right? It's so beautiful. Yeah. And it's they did get the fun as out as well, didn't they? They did get yes, the fun out, yes. And uh, <laughs> and so they are they're like heavy metal. That's what I would call heavy metal. Yeah. And then things yeah. it goes further than that. It can so, go into like new metal, death metal, and and uh, and it can get really, 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 really. really, really I, I reckon the the, <laughs> yeah. the the furthest I go, and again, this is clearly isn't heavy metal. I, I like a bit of Guns N' Roses. Um, yeah. uh, 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 but this, uh, I, I've had extreme on one of my playlists, but I've had more than words, so that's yeah. not really, that's not really a, a metal song. So I'm going for anyway. Yeah, well, check out their check out their greatest hits album. You you must. It is exceptional. Right, you I, will, I am, from start I am, to finish. It's amazing. Cool. Right, I'm I'm gonna and I'm gonna try and pick one from our 2021 playlist as well. Thanks, Andrew. I appreciate it. So, talk to me a little bit about the Basketeers Choir. Not only um, uh, how did it start, and then where are we now? Okay. Well, we um, so I so again when I was a you know younger, I was I was uh, working as a choir leader. I found a job with like a national organisation where I was where I was teaching Monday to Thursday night and it was brilliant. It was the best, the best job. It was like, Oh, it was, it was, um, it was just wonderful. Um, you know, I worked with good people and my, my choirs were lovely and local and they were all local people. That was where I really fell in love with the job. And I was, and I was obviously doing my gigging at the weekends and stuff like that. And I did that for a long time, did that for like nine years, eight or nine years. Um, and then after a while, so as this organization was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, um, I found myself just slightly just drifting off slowly. Um, and it, and so I wanted to do the job. I wanted to do the job and I wanted to work with the people that I was working with, but it just, you know, the more, the more time went on, the more I, I was just sort of, I don't know, I was just, 
wanted to 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 do something else. I wanted to do something similar, but I wanted to do something else. Um, and I and I found myself behaving, you know, like like I was in the classroom, like I was being that naughty schoolboy, you know, like oh, I'm I'm bored. I need to do I need to do something. Yeah. So uh, but as soon as I started to feel like that, that, that rebellious attitude can sometimes lead to positive things, can't it? Because you do go well, yeah. what. What happens if I tinker with these and then yeah so so yeah so so you got a bit bored and then what was next? So yeah so uh, yeah after like nine years of it you know I felt like I needed I needed a bit more I needed to keep, keep growing and keep moving and and I had all these ideas and when obviously the bigger you are as an organisation the, the the harder it is to um, I suppose the more you have to stick to the rules because the rules apply to everybody right so yeah, okay. so and that's and that's okay that's what they're there for so um so yeah so basically I, I wanted to I wanted to do the job I just needed to be free to do it on my own so um and how I wanted to do it which was much more like um I don't know I suppose I suppose in, informal in a way it was uh you know like just more uh, just all about the music and the community and and the fundraising um, and the guitar, you know, I just managed to bring all these bits of myself to it. Um, so yeah, I, I still wanted to do the job, but I I just needed to do it in my own way. So I started this new choir, and it, it was called the Busketeers Choir. And it, the idea was that you know we would basically learn really cool songs, have loads of fun with it, but then use the songs that we learned put them to good use basically and, and we'll go out in the street and we'll and we'll take the guitar and we'll busk in the high street and the members could um you know choose that you know they could all nominate a charity they wanted to support and then we'd pull the name out of the hat and then whatever we whatever we managed to earn on that day you know at busking we would we would we would donate and we'd be able to do that all day long you know we'd go out and do a half an hour set go for a coffee and come back and do another half hour set and you know because the the choir members they just they just love singing they just love being able to to do that with you um so they will sing until the cows come home they will not stop (laughs) so um so that was the that was the plan and so i launched it in january 2020 um i ran a few like sessions you know leading up to it because of course it was a bit of a new vibe and you know but it was it was cool because we can use the guitar where did the choir members come from was that existing choirs that said like we're really interested in getting involved or how did that work it was a combination of, of two. So I had a lot, I did have a lot of um, people who I've taught over the last nine years. Yeah. Um, they've obviously become accustomed to my, my mannerisms. So they, um, yeah, they wanted to come and get involved, which was really lovely. And, and then I had lots of new, lots of new people as well. Cause I, I didn't do them in, in the same places. So I, I, cause I, I, um, you know, we needed a, we needed some new some new locations and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I, we started up in these new towns. So it's about fifty fifty really. About about yeah. half of the choir I've taught before, and half of them were were brand new, yeah. which, is, yeah. which was really good because, of course, um, you know, it was uh, it was it was really it was just again just trying to trying to, to create something new. And, and people singing in choirs is about community, isn't it? It's about people coming together and just doing something joyful and, and, and just enhancing their life, right? It's exactly that. And it's really, really important that that is what, is what you, I mean, maybe when I talk, when I remind myself that that's must be the most, the most important part of the experience all the time. It's not about me. I'm, I've actually been a bit uncomfortable the last, the last week or so. 
though, because I've I've won. I've I've been the, the choir members have nominated me for for an award, which which I've just been declared the winner of. Oh, know, congratulations! Local, yeah, and I, and it, I just it's not this is not what it's for. And then of course you you know you guys wanted to talk to me and and all that, and I feel like this. I actually, it's so bizarre because the members <laughs> want the members want me. To, they want me to be recognised. Um, which is lovely and, and it, of course it's nice to have like this pat on the back but there's been this cloud over me where I'm just like this isn't this isn't about me this is literally about about it's always you know, about them you know what's interesting it wouldn't happen without you but I get where you're coming from you're the facilitator yeah. of this community and you yeah, want exactly. to be about the community exactly. right um, exactly. but you should be proud of what you built um, I am. I, mean, I am very proud. I am so proud. It's really weird. It's just it's it's the big public recognition and the ceremonial stuff. It makes yeah. me just feel like oh, like oh, yeah. it's really hard to explain. And I and I am so grateful. And I am so proud. I'm so proud of everything that we've done. I mean, we've we've raised an obscene amount of money, given that we started in in January 2020. We've we've raised over forty thousand pounds in one yeah. year. Brilliant. It's it's it's. I'm so unbelievable. I'm proud beyond words it's really yeah, weird. Yeah. I think it's a compliment yeah. I think it's like I just I, it was never I never wanted it to be about me it was yeah, always yeah. about them I'm working for them I'm I'm trying to every day I I think about them and what they want to do um and I don't I tend not to put myself front and center of anything so um this is new to me this all all this, <laughs> all this I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll get used to it <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Um, okay, so See what I mean? it's like I'm dirty. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know what you know what's weird? You know, you know what's weird? There's always that element um of uh and and again, I I, I independent of, of what we do on the kindness project, I run a business uh and the, the effectively the work we do for the business means that I've got to do interviews and 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 and, and put myself yeah. front and centre on a lot of stuff. <laughs> Um, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I, I we start. I've been running the business there for a, over a decade, um, but there's always that element in the back of your head which goes, "Why are you doing this? Why? Why are you?" Um, yeah. uh, but it does yeah. get easier. It does get easier. So, uh, so yeah, it, it will do. Okay. And, and again, if you're if you, I think the other thing, Andrew, if your intentions are right, which clearly they are, and it's to do good things and support people within the community um uh, i think you know good yeah. good stuff comes to good people um so 2020 happened jan you started the basketeers choir yeah didn't go as planned so what how did you make sure you were changing throughout 2020 to 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 oh. make sure that your choir um members were looked after well that was probably one of the most challenging parts of my of my life, I think, in 2020, because of course we've already dis- discussed the new baby. So, yeah. So the new baby happened. Uh, so the new the, the new choir happened in January, and I managed to launch this thing and and actually get it off the ground. So it actually worked. So that was a, that was probably a year of planning and preparation and work and so on. And then yeah, it lasted about three months. <laughs> And then uh, it all, we all we had to go back, back to the drawing board really, really quickly. So we were sort of finishing our first term. We were coming up to performance time. So we'd learned, I think, three or four songs, probably four songs, can't remember. And um, and we were we were ready to give. We were, you know, t- um, 
about to introduce ourselves to the world really so uh, and then of course we went into lockdown and then so yeah so a few things were going through my mind at the time um oh it's so crazy when you think about the series of events now but um but I just I knew that um I knew that they would need um they would need normality as much as possible and, and of course there was always thing, doesn't it you know like how do we make yes. sure we maintain that community in 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 strange times definitely yeah and of course you you know again if you're the choir is is all always about them so it's about it's a case of what what do they need how can we do this um in a way that they can cope with um because one it's it's not the same to learn you know singing online um because you're not you're not in the room so you have, you have to analyze everything about what it is what it is they're actually getting when they go into that room with other people and and um like ingredients if you like and then and then and then try to recreate all of those ingredients and try and tickle those boxes as best you can well um you know you know what i, I wondered is is about the edit because getting all of those, because like, on average, how many how many people sing in your particular choir and email you or send you the their part of the audio? Well, so uh, up to two hundred. Um, we've got two hundred, and I think we've got uh, about two hundred and seventy members in the choir at the moment. Right, and. Um, and, but not all, so some people just join in the classes and they just do their bit of singing. Other people um, get involved in the recordings and they send in recordings and others send videos and stuff like that. It depends because people have got their own lives going on. So yeah. you just kind of lay out some options and people and get involved. How, how long does it take to put a, a song together? Ages. Absolutely <laughs> ages. <laughs> so, yeah, so it, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, it takes a long time. Um, so, for example, the last recording we did where they just sent me um, their recordings, it took me it took me three days, three full days, a day and night um, to sync up, you know, like over, over 100 audio recordings yeah. and then to go through them all. Because, again, you only get that quiet sound when you're locked in with everybody else. Uh, and if you're singing at home to a recording, you're not locked it's in with anybody. You it? are a yeah, free yeah. spirit. <laughs> yeah. So so it's, even if even if uh, 100, 100 people sing it 95% correctly, there's still edits on every single track that needs okay. to be made to make okay. it lock and to give the choir sound. And that's really the only bit missing from virtual choir. So, so it is absolutely essential. So it's, so it is, it's, it's a long, it takes, it takes a long time. I mean, three days, that doesn't sound like a long time, but yeah, it's like, it's three like three long days. And, that, and three, again, it's, I suppose it's a balancing act, isn't it? Because you add one more voice to the mix and then it might change again. Definitely, yeah, and, and so so every time, so it's better to so so you let them send them all in, and you let them accumulate, and then you import them all into into Logic uh, at the same time, and and then you sort of try to do it in this. That's why you do it in that three day, that condensed yeah, period of time. Because, focused on, yeah, 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 because you, you, your ears as well, you're mixing, and your ears start to go after a while. So you have to take you know regular breaks here and there otherwise you just you stop hearing that you stop hearing okay. certain things um so yeah it takes a long time but it's, it's worth it because you get it's the only thing we get out you know sound wise we get these we get choir videos and we get these choir recordings and the recordings are a bit easier 
to turn around. The video is very complex. That that takes much longer. That takes that takes weeks. So that was part one of Andrew's interview. Uh, as you can see, we had loads of music chat, mm-hmm. um, but we also talked quite a lot about um, the amazing work he's doing with the Basketeers Choir. Shall we get on the show? of another podcast and, and the end is never truly the end for the end is only the beginning have you found the question answer i have got the question and answer nice. it's quite quite a popular one um uh, and we've got a bunch of comments on this one so clearly it's one that um uh was incredibly incredibly popular um now do you remember last week we were talking and we were saying uh that there are some songs that we believe where the original is far better than any av- any cover version ever. I think Prince When Doves Cry is one of those songs. Mm. But we had loads and loads of answers. Um, and one of the answers was from Fiona Mapurgo, who said, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin um, is, oh, is copy band. And she's buying a bag for life from Tesco's. Um, <laughs> Uh, but Hart did produce a good effort. Um, Sam Chilton said she disagrees with me about Prince When Doves Cry um, uh, because there was a version in Romeo and Juliet she thinks was better. Sam, you're wrong. I've listened to that version. It's not good, not as good as the Prince version. <laughs> Steve Dan said Luther Vandross, never too much. Benjamin Fox said Baha Man, who let the dogs out? Uh, I heard a... a, a rendition of that on TikTok the other day that I quite liked better. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I was... Yeah, it was um, it was from one of those... Uh, it was, where's the show where they do that thing where they're like, oh, we'll give you a song and a genre to do it in? It was Who Let the Dogs Out, but in Broadway musical style. What, like, um, who, whose line is it anyway? No, no, um, Jimmy... Hills. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. Who's Jimmy Hills? But he gives he gets people on and he does an interview with them and then he gives them like little challenges. Oh yes, um yeah, Jimmy Fallon. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, and they did one. It was Who Let the Dogs Out in Broadway Musical Style, and I can't remember who did it, but I really liked it. Um, Sean Atkinson said, uh, "Can I answer the other way round? Soft Cell was better." Um, so I've did a better version of Tainted Love um, uh, that was better than the original by Gloria Jones um, John Cook said there's three for him Simon and Garfunkel Bridge Over Troubled Water Beatles A Day in the Life and Rolling Stones Painted Black uh, Sam Strong said Gen- generally anything by the Beatles now the problem is the Beatles were such amazing songwriters there are a lot of Beatles covers, and I've got to say, some of them I like. Mm. Um, uh, I like Jose Feliciano's mm. version of um, of a couple of Beatles songs. So, yeah. Sam Strong's also said Red Hot Chili Peppers, Under the Bridge. Uh, many have tried. Uh, Jay Jarrett said uh, Never Touch Hotel California by the Eagles. Annie Flair said Bohemian Rhapsody. Mamma mia, let me go. Um, that was my version. Clearly, <laughs> you, cl- clearly you, my yes. version. Clearly, my version is not going to be. Were you great. expecting call and response? Yeah. Mamma mia, let me go. No. 
Beelzebub. Um, uh, <laughs> Phil Fitzgibbon said, eat sprays Brazil by NWA. Uh, Louis Patrick doesn't like any cover version unless it's her on karaoke. <laughs> Caroline Thompson said, living on a prayer by Bon Jovi. Uh, Hazel Gray said, anything by Prince. Genius. Uh, Nathan Fry said, black by Pearl Jam. Uh, Deborah Meyer said anything by Kate Bush. Glenn May said anything Pink Floyd. Um, uh, Pedro Floyd said, uh, glad you didn't say nothing compares to you. Um, uh, Mike Christie said, three lions. Um, uh, and Clive Farrell said, two little boys by Rolf Harris. Although Rolf Harris is a bit disgraced now, so I um, don't think I'm going to be listening to that anytime soon. And on that note, why are we ending a a podcast about kindness with a comment about Rolf Harris. I don't know. I don't that's, know. That, that's, uh, uh, I, I, can't, I can't account for what our listeners send in. Uh, and on that note, uh, it's the end of another podcast. Would you like to say bye to Sophie? Bye-bye. Would you like to say bye to Charlotte? Bye. And I'd like to say bye. Have a lovely day. And we'll see you next time on The Kindness Project. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 bye.